He's handsome and smart. A true blue Jetson Knights fan. A part of Australia's Hollywood royalty. From General Hospital to Occupation Rainfall, NCIS LA to All Saints. Newcastle Live Radio's very own Nova Castrian in Hollywood. It's time to cross to LA to catch up with Zach Garrod. It is time to cross to LA and to Zach Garrett, where it is Memorial Weekend there in the US. Good morning, Mr. Garrett. How are you? Good afternoon, Trace. And more thanks. Yeah, it's the long weekend out of here. It's what's known as the official start of summer, uh, I guess. And you know, Top Gun Maverick is tearing up the uh, tearing up the oh, box office, isn't it? Worldwide. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's massive. So, um, yeah, it's it's been it's, it's been a really lovely weekend over here. I've got to say, and Los Angeles is empty. I'm just house seeing my mate's place up the road, and I went back to my place just down the hill to help a friend with an audition. And uh, the roads are empty, and it's amazing. I just I bumped into Jai Fresker and his husband. Actually, I just bumped into Jai and Paul. Oh, Tom awesome! Down in yeah. yeah, and we were just talking about how great it is that everyone's gone. <laughs> it's like COVID. Remember those COVID shots when uh, when the 110 was just empty? That was great. That was the best I've ever seen in L.A. Oh, it was heavenly. 30 minutes from our place to LAX. Oh, oh man. You can't do Swansea to Raymond Terrace in 30 minutes. You can't. You can't. Now, listen, <laughs> we are going to uh, to be speaking about uh, the mass shooting. But before we do that, I just want to play a quick excerpt of, uh, of something that's eight years old, but that's doing the rounds over in the U.S. at the moment. And uh, so we'll just play this quickly for our listeners. As I said, I'm all for your Second Amendment rights. I think you should be able to have guns. It's in your constitution. What I'm not for is b- arguments and lies. There is one argument and one argument alone for having a gun, and this is the argument. off. I like guns. It's not the best argument, but it's all you've got. Now, that is pretty accurate, isn't it, uh, isn't it, Zach? You've got to love an Aussie who, who puts it like it is. Now, that is uh, Australian comedian Jim Jeffries, and it was uh, basically eight years ago he, he made that joke, yeah. a joke in, a, uh, in a performance that he gave, and eight years on, nothing's changed, has it? We, we have 19 children, children killed, and we still want to have the same argument. You don't take my gun. I don't, I don't know what it's going to take, Tracy. At, at this point, it's just such a it's just such a morally bereft stance to have to stand up and say my gun is worth more to me than the lives of 19 kids who were killed in a school in a working class area of Uvalde, Texas, like a place that's only it's only an hour from the border, mostly Latino families, all working class places, people who who had only only been in the country for a few years in some instances, and these kids were killed in their school. I, I mean, only, three, only four years ago, we were talking about Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. And then six years before that, we were talking about Sandy Hook. Mm. And now we're back talking about it again. It is unbelievable. And uh, look, just talk us through. So for, for those people, obviously, you have a different take on it to what we see here. But uh, tell us what happened and, uh, you know, some of the failures and, and some of the enablers that are, are going on over there at the moment. And I must say, Zach, what's giving me the heebie-jeebies at the moment is that all anyone wants to focus on is the failure of the police. How about we talk about the failure of the laws that lets an 18-year-old boy buy two rifles and 357 rounds of ammunition? Mm-hmm. No, That's it was the story. More than that. it was- yeah, he actually had 1,500 rounds at the school. He had more ammunition on him 
than they than uh, Marines carry into combat in Afghanistan. He had more he had more ammunition on him than than uh, soldiers in the army. Uh, I mean, this is this is just absurd. This is absolutely absurd. Now, the police will most likely be the scapegoat for this, and I dare say they do deserve a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. here. Just rewinding a little bit, so w- obviously what occurred is on the uh, Tuesday morning last week in Vardy, Texas, an 18-year-old male um, shot his grandmother after a fight and then hopped in a car with uh, what they do know is one assault rifle and one pistol. One of the, the assault rifles he had bought previously, as you mentioned, with another assault rifle as an 18-year-old, no waiting period, and in Texas we can carry them openly without a license. Um he crashed his car near the school. Now, they're not sure what happened from that point. The timeline has been quite a mess in trying to put together. Walked into an elementary school and just started shooting kids. Kids between the ages of 7 and 10 and their teachers. He was in the school for around about an hour. Police showed up about 15 to 20 minutes into the massacre occurring. The shooter barricaded themselves inside the school, and the police still did not go into it because they believed that no matter where he was, most of the kids were likely already dead. I mean, that's a phrase that just gives you chills even just to say it. Some of the police officers have actually been accused of just thinking about themselves and going and getting their own kids out. Now, that is a more than viable defence because you you love your kids and you want to get them out. But there are so many others there who did nothing to go in and deal with this. It actually took the federal agents from the Border Patrol to go into the school. And apparently the, the story from the police department is that they actually ordered the Border Force not to go in and they went in against the orders. And that's when they found the shooter and they shot him. So this has been a diabolical failure across many levels. Now, the police have failed, but the the fact, and this is what our conversation is mostly about today, that an 18-year-old child, basically, someone who can't even walk into a BevMo and buy a six-pack of Corona, can walk out of a gun store with two assault rifles slung over their shoulders. there's There's no words, is there? No, it's 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 impossible. It's it's but the thing is, before our, our conversation today, I was reading about this is the this is the second worst school shooting in American history, and all three of the worst school shootings in American history. It's, I don't believe there's even three have occurred in the last decade. Sandy Hook, of course, in Connecticut, Virginia Tech in uh, 2017, and now, of course, this one at uh, Ford Elementary. Now, all those shootings, the the the, the gunman bought the weapons legally. And, and this is what they're railing against, that they rail against things like further background checks, digging deep into making sure that people are not going to do anything like this, not going to do anything nefarious, anything grotesque with these weapons. And it's just this obsession they have with it. Now, you would have seen Greg Abbott and, of course, um, and Ted Cruz oh. interviewed quite a bit this week. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, who, of course, handled this appallingly, and Greg Abbott from who's the governor. Now, for the listeners, it's important to understand, two years ago, Greg Abbott wound Texas's gun laws back so far that I, a resident of the United States, can go to Texas and buy a gun and walk around with it on my hip without a license or without training. That's just a fact. You can go and do that. And, and this is the thing. If I was saying to the authorities, why was he not stopped? And I saw an interview with, the, with one of the FBI operatives who was there. And they said, well, according to Texas's laws... We can't stop him because they, ha- they have an open carry permit. They're allowed to do it. So they can walk up and down the street with these things flung over their shoulders mm. and no one can ask a question about it. And then they said, well, what about his stuff he was saying online? He said on- online that he was going to go shoot up a school. And they said, well, free speech laws help um, hinder our-, our investigations into that. 
So th- th- this is this is the insanity of the First and Second Amendment over here, where people say, well, I have my freedom, I've got my freedom to have my gun, and I can say what I want. And America's fantastic because we have all of our freedoms. So, well, hang on, where does someone's freedom to live and go to school without being killed enter into this equation? And how does my freedom as a mother to know that I'm sending my child to school and that my child's going to be safe, where does that come into play? That's exactly right, Tracy. And I'll send to a lot of mothers over here this week, and they're just crestfallen. I mean, it's scary. Kids at school here have a, wholly, have a totally different experience to life, I think, to any other country in the world. Because the school shootings, there are signs at the front of school saying no guns on school property. The fact that you even have to say that is bewildering. So kids here, they do live shooter drills when they're in kindergarten. And in Florida, they're worried about saying the word gay to kids, but they're happy for them to have a live shooter drill because that's just a part of life. It's not such a, it's not a part of life. It's unacceptable. Now, the NRA conference, um, the National Rifle Association, their conference has been in Texas over the weekend. Now, that has been a, oh, the diatribe and the, the crap that's coming out of that is just, yeah, President, former President Trump couldn't even be bothered to find out how to say the, the victims' names properly when he decided to read all their names out. The NRA are still out there saying, it's not the guns, it's not the guns, it's mental health, it's mental health. Well, you know what, guys? <laughs> Fix up the way that people can buy guns and you don't have to worry about mental health. It's not the... the yeah, anyway, you keep talking because I get no, to no, you're, you. No you're, exactly, no, you're exactly right, Tracy. You're spot on. So Trump did that and then danced on stage mm. uh, at the conference. And, yeah. and also further for the listeners too, no guns are allowed at an NRA conference. They do not allow guns into their own conferences. But their solution to this is to put more guns into schools. Now, Ted Cruz got up and talked this, at, this, uh, at this organization, at this committee meeting, basically is what it is. And he said, he actually told a whole lot of mistruths. He said Chicago has a gun ban that doesn't work. Chicago hasn't had a gun ban since 2014. He said that, um, that the schools need to increase their security. The schools in Texas, or in Ulvati in particular, they doubled their budget from $200,000 a year to $400,000 a year from the year 2018 to deal with live shooter situations. They said, oh, we've got to put more security guards and deal with, with guns in school. Again, an absurd proposition. They did that at Uvalde at Rob Elementary School. The, gunman, the, 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 the guard was not on site. And, of course, the fourth of one of Ted Cruz's absolutely genius ideas was to have one door in and one door out of schools, which is fantastic, of course, from a fire marshal point of view. Mm. But the Virginia Tech shooter in 2017 barricaded the only way out of the campus hall where he was massacring people. He walked in, locked the door, and just shot everybody. So if you have one door in and one door out, how are you going to handle that situation? I just... I... This, this, is, this, is what, this, is, this is what we're dealing with here. And it all comes back to this notion of the Second Amendment. Now, I've had some very passionate conversations with my Australian friends mm. about it over here because we all just shake our heads in disbelief. Um, and, and the Second Amendment, of course, as everybody knows, it was conceived after the Revolutionary War as an idea to stop big government coming in. So essentially, it's something that reverted back to the states. And seven of the 13 colonies had a right to bear arms after the Revolutionary War. And then, of course, it was ratified in the Bill of Rights and then into the Constitution. Now, there's been a few challenges against it over the years. And in 1876, there was a famous case, the U.S. versus Crookshank, which was on the back of a despicable massacre of African-American people in Louisiana who were trying to access guns as was their right as American mm-hmm. citizens. And after this disgraceful event, 
the court actually said, the Supreme Court at that time actually said, oh, no, 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 the states can decide what the gun thing is, what the gun ruling should be. And everyone went, oh, okay, so the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, which the federal government oversees, doesn't matter in the states. That's correct. Cool, that really helps all the families of those poor black people who were killed. Um, but it did actually, in, in some way, it, it framed this bizarre kind of conversation around the guns. It was just, a, I mean, disgraceful. And the two men who committed it were never, of course, charged with anything. Flash forward to the 1930s. There was another case called, um, it was the United States versus Miller, which was in 1933, which found that the, the, the rights again reverted back to the states to make their own laws. Then in 2010, so this is, you know, well over nearly 200 years of history here with the Second Amendment. 2010, Justice Anthony Scalia passed a, a ruling saying, no, 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 the right to bear arms is sacrosanct in the Constitution, so therefore the federal government overrides everything else. So then we enter into this phase where Texas can do whatever they like with their gun laws and it's upheld by the federal court, by, by the Supreme Court. California, which has some of the strictest gun laws in, in the country, no automatics, no semi-automatics, limited magazine rounds, they're having their laws constantly challenged by the NRA. In Florida, after the Parkland shooting, when they changed the age of purchase to 21, the NRA tried to challenge that to the Supreme Court, but that one was actually knocked down because the national recommendation to buy a gun is... 21, obviously. So it, we're in this strange phase where only in the last, and again, more mass shootings in the last 10 years mm -hmm. than ever before, particularly at schools, after this decision in 2010 that basically said, oh, yeah, no, no dramas. The right to bear arms is protected in the Constitution and the states can't do anything about it. <laughs> it, it just, it, we are fighting about Roe versus Wade at the moment being repealed. Yeah. And, and the Republicans are all for that. You know, it, it's it's we've got to protect the unborn child. We've got to protect the unborn child. But, hey, that's OK. You can go and buy a rifle at 18 and shoot up 19 people. That's OK, though, because that's our Second Amendment right. And that's more important. That's perfectly acceptable. Exactly right. That's fine. Once they're born, not our problem. Not our you problem. Know? So, yeah. And that's partly why California have introduced a law here allowing people to sue the makers of gun to sue gun proprietors and gun manufacturers if the guns are used for a for a mass shooting. They've actually put it, the responsibility back onto them to try to calm things down a bit because Texas has that stupid law saying that, you know, you can sue people, you can sue a doctor for performing an mm. abortion, you can dob them into the police and then they can be charged for performing an abortion, which is insane. So over here in California, they went, well, you know what? If there's a mass shooting, we're going to put the responsibility back onto the proprietor of the weapons. So it, yeah. it, it's just it's just ridiculous. It really is. And, and look, you know, again, I can't believe that, uh, you know, we are still talking about this after Sandy Hook, you know, things needed to change. They still haven't. Obviously, at times like this, Australia is really brought to the forefront. You know, we, we are always the ones that uh, that the US go to and, and the, the people who, who want to stop this and, and who want to control guns a little bit better, they always go to us. Um, how are you finding that as an Australian to, to watch that and have Australia being held up in such a, uh, a wonderful position? It's, it's a, again, this is the third time I've had this conversation mm -hmm. with people over here because we always come back to the fact that Australia, of course, was had an incredible initiative, mm. took an incredible initiative to eliminate guns within the country. And furthermore, by a Conservative Prime Minister mm. who alienated about a third of his base in doing so. Because the, the bollocks argument that I, I hear over here, and it's absolute garbage, is, oh, well, it's just Conservatives, you know? It's just like, they, they can't do this because it's part of being a Conservative. And I was like, that's, that's absolute rubbish. That is rubbish. Because John Howard stood up against the National. Mm. Tim Fisher. He was a regional. He was a regional prime minister. He was a prime minister for the well, he's the deputy prime minister for mm. the country. 
he basically said, no, this is ridiculous. We've got to get rid of them. And they did. They initiated a gun buyback scheme. They implemented common sense laws. And, of course, we have, we've never had a school shooting in Australia. And, of course, mass shootings since Port Arthur have barely occurred, apart from hideous domestic situations, yeah. um, which, you know, again, have a tragic element to them. And you're never going to eliminate this completely. It's just not going to happen. But you can stop kids being killed in schools with semi-automatic weapons. It's as simple as that. Now, after in 1994, Bill Clinton actually introduced an assault weapons ban. And between 94 and 2004, when it expired, the chance of being killed in a mass shooting in the United States was down 75%. Now, Columbine happened during that period, but they had semi-automatic pistols. They didn't have assault weapons. Since then... Look what's happened. We've had Las Vegas. We've had Pulse. We've had the church. We've had the synagogue tree of life. We've had North Carolina. We've had Buffalo just last week, uh, two weeks ago at Tops. We've had the Sacramento shooting. We've had the Naval Switchyard. We've had Stoneman Douglas. We've had all these things with multiple, multiple casualties. And of course, again, everyone sort of comes back. Well, Australia doesn't have a gun culture. Well, we had a frontier war culture. Mm. You know, we, we had there were confrontations of the Aborigines or massacres of the indigenous culture in Australia, just like in the United States. So there are similarities here with our colonial background. Do not give me this oh, well, it's a different culture thing. And it's the United States so incapable of changing itself and so incapable of taking initiative that they can't make it make themselves a better country in doing so. I mean, America is responsible for some of the most incredibly industrious endeavours in history. Mm. But for some reason, these 50 people, and Steve Kerr said this in his incredible rant. Oh, wasn't he fantastic? God, he was fantastic. I played that last week. He was brilliant. He was fantastic. And and one of the, I think it's the captain of Sandia of the San Francisco Giants who said he won't be appearing for the national anthem Mm. until he feels better for his country. Again, for the same reasoning as in, you know, we have to handle this gun thing. It's because there's 50 senators in Congress who just will not vote on this. Now, 54% of Americans want assault weapons banned. 90% of Americans want stricter and tougher back... Sorry, 54% of Americans want a complete reform of gun laws here with assault weapons banned. 90% of Americans want the HR8 law passed, which which bans assault weapons and also has national standardised background checks. (laughs) It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, look, the support is there. The American people want this, like they support Roe versus Wade. But we have a Supreme Court who wants to overturn Roe versus Wade, and we have governors in Texas and Florida and all these other states who just want to enable gun laws and enable gun ownership to somehow just be adversarial. It's crazy. It really is. Look, my friend, you please stay safe over there. Um, you know, I know it is Memorial Day weekend, but... Uh, just stay safe tomorrow. It? Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Stay safe over there at the moment. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I despair. I just don't know what the solution is. And uh, and until we find it, we're going to keep having these conversations. And it's just not acceptable anymore. You stay safe, yeah. and we'll catch up with you next week. Indeed, Tracy. Thanks for chatting, and Thanks. I hope we can talk on happier terms next that week. That would be good. Thanks, mate. I'll chat with you soon. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thanks, mate. That is Zach Garrett joining us live from LA. It is uh, yeah, where it's Memorial Day weekend. Just horrendous, isn't it? I just, I could not imagine what it must be like to send your child to school not knowing whether or not they're going to come home safe or not. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from nine, only on Newcastle Live.